On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they'd prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told the apostles. But they didn't believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. This is the Gospel of Christ. He is risen. Uh, my name is Joel, I'm the minister here at St. Stephen's and uh, it's my privilege to be able to open up God's word for us this morning. Uh, let's pray and then we'll, we'll uh, have a look at these words that John just read for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and we pray that you'd help us as we reflect on, on what it means for us today. In his name we pray, Amen. There's a Christian website called The Babylon Bee. Uh, some of you might have heard of it. Uh, and it often produces uh, funny articles relating to current events, politics, uh, religion, and so on. Uh, it's a fictional website. It's, it's satire. And they recently uh, put out an Easter video titled, If Jesus' Resurrection Were a Hoax. And in the video, the disciples, uh, Jesus' closest followers, are, are gathered round a fire, and they're grieving because Jesus has just died. But then they, they come up with a plan. Peter, one of the followers of Jesus, says to the others, I need 100% participation for this to work. As you know, Jesus is dead, but stick with me, I have a plan. Here's what we do. We're going to go and we're going to steal his body. And the disciples, they get excited by this. We'll pay off the guards who will end up losing their lives as a result, he goes on. Then we're going to tell the whole world that he rose from the dead. And the disciples roar in approval. And they say, what next? In anticipation. And this is the kicker. Peter says to the other disciples, then, and he kind of pauses for effect, we're all going to get brutally murdered. And again, the, the disciples erupt in raucous celebration, all except for, for one disciple, John. John is completely puzzled, and he says, don't get me wrong, I, I love a good hoax as much as the next guy, but what's in it for us? Do we all get riches, fame, and fortune first? And Peter kind of gives him a, a funny look before replying, nah, 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 get this. You're going to be hated, 
persecuted and reviled for the, the rest of your life and you'll be brutally murdered. And John is, is still baffled and he says, but when will we see ourselves exalted and, and praised? When will that happen? And Peter says, that's just it. You won't. And the other disciples yell out, epic prank. And John says, this is the most idiotic plan ever. Uh, we're thinking of the resurrection of Jesus this morning. And to many in this world, it is nothing more than a hoax. A hoax that led his own disciples to an early grave just so they could tell others about Jesus and what he had done for this world. But we're looking at some very real words from the Gospel of Luke this morning. Uh, Luke was a doctor and he was writing so that people could have certainty about the things that they had been taught, that they had heard about Jesus. And as he writes, we're reminded that the, the resurrection of Jesus was, was no hoax. It was an event that changed the course of history, an event that transformed many lives at the time and has continued to transform lives to this very day. Uh, we'll do two simple things this morning. We'll work our way through, through some of the details uh, in that reading and then we'll think about the ways that the resurrection of Jesus transforms us today. Uh, so why don't we begin? Uh, and you may have noticed as those verses were read, the lives weren't transformed right away. Uh, in fact, in that reading, the women and more, uh, more so the 11 disciples are actually very surprised by the news of Jesus being raised from the dead. And I think what Luke shows us here points to what was happening uh, among the Jews at that time. We think of Jesus from a, a fairly individualistic point of view these days, but back then you may remember that he was referred to as the Messiah, which, which basically means uh, deliverer or, or a saviour. He was the one who was supposed to come and deliver this whole nation of Israel. Some thought uh, he would bring a political revolution, Others thought he'd be a, a military ruler. But as Jesus rode into Jerusalem uh, a week before his death, the crowds were met not by a conquering king with a mighty army, but by a humble figure riding on a lowly donkey. And later that week, when Jesus was crucified, the, the hopes of a nation disappeared. For many, this was a disaster that they just couldn't comprehend. This wasn't supposed to happen. And most of them would have, been, would have been trying to come to th terms with that. For them, the hope of resurrection wasn't even on their radars. Now, these women in today's passage, uh, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and, and some others, they were, watching, they were there watching when Jesus was crucified. Many others had fled, but they remained by Jesus' side. And now at the start of the week, they head to the tomb armed with their spices, to care for Jesus' dead body. But to their surprise, the tomb is open and his body is gone, and they are puzzled. In their grief after losing Jesus, they didn't think of what Jesus had told them before his death, when he predicted his arrest and his crucifixion and his resurrection. And that's the impact that, that grief can have on us at times, isn't it? We can be so overwhelmed by what's happened that all the other details, no matter how important, just fade into the background. And understandably so. But thankfully, as, as these women work through their grief, 
and arrive with their spices, they're greeted by two angels who have a message for them. And the message of the angels is this. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that these women who, who stood by Jesus as others fled are the first to find out that Jesus has in fact been raised from the dead. The angels speak and they remind the women of what they already know but had forgotten. And there's a lesson for us in, in, uh, here in the, in the Christian life. Because the longer you're a Christian, the more you realise that the core of the Christian life is being reminded of what we know to be true. So that when struggles come up, we can apply those truths of God's word to any situation. And that's what we're going to do a little bit later on. Uh, the famous writer Mark Twain puts it like this. It's not what I don't understand about the Bible that bothers me. It's what I do understand. Uh, his point being, you can understand the Bible, but it's actually incredibly challenging to put it into practice, uh, to put those things that we know to be true into practice. It's hard applying the truth to our lives. Uh, and I know that's been the case for me personally, and, and maybe it's something that you've experienced as well. Now, as the angels speak to the women, this, this wonderful thing happens. They remember the words that Jesus spoke. And I can only imagine their face when, when the penny drops, when the scales are removed from their eyes. Uh, there's some incredible technology around these days, and, and a while back I, I saw this video of some people who uh, are colourblind, seeing in colour for the first time, thanks to some fancy glasses that they're given. And the, the joy that they experience, it's a, it's a wonderful sight. But I imagine it has nothing on the joy these women experience when they realise what's actually happened. It must have been an incredibly happy moment for them. And naturally, when they return, they tell the disciples this wonderful news. And they tell others as well. But they don't get a very warm response, do they? Uh, the disciples don't believe them. They think these women are, are speaking absolute nonsense. Maybe the grief is finally catching up with them. After all, people occasionally do say, say crazy things when they're grieving. The disciples, like the women before them, have also forgotten about what Jesus had told them. And out of the, the disciples who are still there, it's Peter who, whose curiosity gets the better of him. He rushes to the tomb. He, he runs there. And when he sees the, the strips of linen there, he wonders what had happened to Jesus. The cogs are turning, but he hasn't yet believed. You, you can see he's closer, but he doesn't yet have the faith that he would go on to have. Uh, we read about Peter's faith later in the book of Acts, uh, and this is what he says to a, a crowd of people. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited, accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Now that's some transformation that took place between Peter's visit to the tomb and his speech before, his pe uh, before these people. And it's the resurrection of, of Jesus that brought about this change. 
uh, very soon after the passage we're looking at this morning, Jesus appears to the disciples uh, and he appears to over 500 people and he explains to the disciples what had happened. He takes them through the scriptures and he shows them that his death and resurrection had to take place. And from that point onwards, the, the resurrection of Jesus transforms Peter's life and the lives of the disciples. Now this morning we, we've mainly focused on those first 12 verses and, and the initial response to the news of Jesus' resurrection. And that's uh, intentional because I think it helps us appreciate more what the resurrection means for us today. So without the resurrection of Jesus, we're left in our grief, our confusion, and we have no hope. That was the experience of, of these women initially, and that was the experience of, of the disciples, uh, particularly Peter. And in fact, without the resurrection, Christianity as a whole, it, it crumbles. Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians, uh, as Pete read earlier, uh, he says this, If Christ has not been raised, our faith is futile. We are still in our sins, and we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Uh, Christianity has not and will not crumble. People crumble at times, that, that's true, and, and Christians included. But what Jesus achieved in dying and, and rising from the grave will forever change this world. It changes the way we look at sin and death. Both are defeated. And therefore, it changes the way we look at life as well. And that's why we're here this morning. We are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. On Friday, we remembered the sorrow of the cross. But today, that sorrow turns to joy because of the resurrection. But as we think about this, this initial response of the woman and Peter and the disciples, uh, the joy of Jesus' resurrection hadn't yet set in. Uh, you notice that in, in verse 4 and verse 12, they both wonder. They wonder what had happened to Jesus. Isn't it great for us today that those who trust Jesus aren't left wondering what will happen after death? The empty tomb gives us a new perspective on this life and the life to come. Now, what are some ways that the empty tomb transforms us today? Uh, some of us wonder whether we're living our lives in the right way. Uh, the empty tomb reminds us that Jesus was raised and we too will be raised. This life is not all there is and so we should live this life preparing for the life to come. A lot of people give, give very little thought to the way we spend our time. Uh, we do what's comfortable, we do what our parents did or, or what those around us do and have always done. And sometimes that is actually a good thing. But the empty tomb shows us that the way we live this life will determine where we end up in the life to come. Either we'll be in the presence of God or we'll face his judgment in the presence of his enemies. Some of us wonder if Jesus' death on the cross really means that all of our sins are forgiven. And this is something that would have been felt by, by Peter in particular. Remember Peter was the one who denied Jesus uh, denied that he knew Jesus three times when he had been arrested. He was a man who knew that feeling of, of needing forgiveness. The empty tomb reminds us that the cross has achieved its purpose. Remember Paul's words, if Christ has not been raised, then you are still in your sins. 
that as Jesus is raised, it's proof that he achieved what he set out to achieve. We have complete forgiveness, and Peter would take great comfort in that, and so too should we. It doesn't matter how bad we think our sin is or, or how frequently we failed God and failed others. When we ask him for forgiveness, the empty term reminds us that we will have forgiveness fully and freely in him. I had to get our, our theme for the Easter services in there. Forgiveness, full and free. And that also means that we're able to forgive others when they come to us asking for forgiveness. Some of us may wonder if this life is, is all there is. The empty tomb of Jesus reminds us that death is not the end, that just as Jesus was raised, so too will those who trust in him be raised. And that gives us a sense of hope beyond this life. And it's particularly comforting when we lose loved ones who trusted Jesus. We can look forward to the day when we will be reunited with them in heaven. Some of us wonder whether telling people about Jesus really matters. The empty tomb reminds us that just as Jesus promised he will be raised, he's also promised to return to judge this world. And like the women and, and later the disciples, we want others to share in this hope that we have beyond death. So we speak to others and, and we continue to pray for others that they too might come to know this hope that Jesus brings. Some of us wonder what it would feel like uh, to not to have to suffer and go through the pain and sickness that we endure in these frail bodies. Things like cancer, heart failure, arthritis, chronic migraines, mental illnesses and other things wear us down bit by bit. The empty tomb is a reminder that one day we will receive new heavenly bodies that won't waste away like these bodies do. Some of us wonder how we will deal with the overwhelming grief that we experience in this life. The loneliness, uh, the sadness, the broken relationships. The empty tomb is a reminder that one day God will wipe away every tear and that we will experience immeasurable joy and contentment as we are in God's presence. Some of us wonder whether God really hears our prayers and whether he really loves us. The empty tomb reminds us that Jesus is seated at God's right hand and continues to intercede for us. He, he's like our mediator. And we can pray to God at any time for anything, knowing that he hears us through Jesus and will answer our prayers in his wisdom. The empty tomb reminds us that just as God loved us when he sent Jesus to die for our sin, he hasn't stopped loving us and he's given us his spirit to help us through this life. Some of us wonder about the bigger picture of life. We look at the, the state of the world and we worry. We wonder if God still has a plan. The empty tomb reminds us that God's plans for this world are coming to pass in his perfect timing and we can keep trusting him as we wait. The empty tomb points us to the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, and I hope you've seen that the, the resurrection of Jesus strengthens us in this life. Now, I'm not sure uh, what brings you joy in life. Uh, maybe you're someone who jumps for joy when the team you support wins a game against all odds. I've witnessed people in this room doing that. Uh, maybe you 
feel joy when you pass that exam or when you get the good news about the job that you've applied for. Maybe you feel joy when your child does something that that makes you proud of them. I'm still waiting for that one. Uh, but, But let me ask, let me ask, is the resurrection of Jesus something that brings you joy? Is the resurrection something that brings you joy? Because it should be. It has changed the the course of history. Uh, It's the thing that transforms our lives. It is a a wonderfully joyous occasion that we're celebrating this morning. Uh, So let me encourage you to keep on remembering the significance of that empty tomb all those years ago. See the way it transformed others and allow it to transform your life too. He is not here. He is risen. Uh, Let's pray that the the resurrection of Jesus would impact us in the way that God intends this Easter and beyond as well. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for raising Jesus from the dead. We thank you that it means that we too will one day be raised if we trust in him. Now please would you help us to do that. Help us to live in light of what he has done. Father, some of us here are are really longing for that day with all we're facing in this life, with all the challenges, with all the disappointment, with all the suffering. Please use the hope of the resurrection uh, to transform our lives here and now. May we be those who rejoice in what you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.